Don't be ashamed to learn things that you need to know. Here's Sexplanations with Dr. Doe. Episode 55 of the Sexplanations podcast. I'm Dr. Lindsay Doe, clinical sexologist and host of this show, as well as the Sexplanations YouTube channel. With me today is my friend Amy. And uh, she's here because when I thought about talking on the subject of flirting, I was like, this is the person I don't know how to flirt with and really wish I did. Come talk to me and let me embarrass myself on the podcast. Hi, Amy. Hi, how are you? <laughs> it's good to see you. Did you like that introduction? I did. It was spot on. <laughs> uh, so do you want to tell the story of how we met? Um, sure. Well... Let's or I'd see. love to hear it from your perspective. Okay. When was it this past winter mm-hmm. around? For October. October, yeah. Okay. It's getting cold and miserable in Missoula. There's mm-hmm. like a very small dating pool and mm-hmm. I'm on Tinder. And I think it was a, like a Saturday morning and all of a sudden I matched with these two brand new girls in town and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> totally random. For sure thought they were from out of town. Like, of course. And so I started chatting with both of them simultaneously. <laughs> and they're like, so great. you met my friend. You matched with my friend. And went back and forth. And I'm sure that you guys were doing the same thing with, I don't know how many women on no. <laughs> on the app. No. Okay. No. You're no. being too kind. <laughs> and yeah, so we just like, I just wanted to be spontaneous and you guys sounded fun. And, mm-hmm. um, and so we met up and I brought a friend along. I um, was like, please be my wingman because I don't know what I'm getting into. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. I'm going on a date with two women at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea what you guys were up to, but it just sounded fun and interesting. And um, yeah, it was neat. I'm super stoked that I met you guys. You know, it was a lot of fun. Um, we hung out afterwards and have just been kind of like casual friends since. It's been great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I always enjoy watching you try to like flirt with me and and, and be normal because you're you're so um you're just nervous around me. I, I think I make you nervous. Yeah. Well, I don't I definitely don't know what I'm doing naturally. It's like intellectually I have it all built in there. I know the formulas and uh, you know, I yeah. can teach them to people. But when it comes to you or women in general. It's sure. like, yeah, I don't know how to do this. And I think a part of it is because as a woman, I would never want you to feel um, harassed or perpetrated or yeah. uncomfortable or anything like that. So I'm much less of a seeker with you than I would be with men. Yeah. I would notice that you'd be really quiet, not sure what to say, and then you would, like, text me more details of, like, what you're actually thinking of, like, <laughs> oh relationship-wise. And I mean, that was a long time ago, but um, I'd be like, oh, okay. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. this sweet, innocent girl. She's so silly. <laughs> you were. You're, you're still super innocent. <laughs> and sweet. So do you want to hear from my perspective what happened? Yes, I would love to hear your story. All right. So Stevie Bobby, who's another... YouTube creator was visiting Missoula, coming to see me, and I had on my 2017 bucket list an item that was to go on three first dates. 
And so we set me up on Tinder, which I had been on multiple times to just play around or um, help clients get organized and just test it, see what it's like. And I love doing it, but usually in other cities and never for the purpose of actually going on a date with anyone. It was more to give people energy or guidance. And so I go on and Stevie, who is a lesbian, was like, why aren't you marking it for men and women? And I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Okay. So I, I'm i going through all genders and like, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm, mm, mm. this, you know, all those uh, quick judgments that we make. Yeah. And I don't know who matched with you first or how any of that came about, but we both matched with you. And then we were both like, let's go on a date <laughs> with me together because she wanted to go on a date with you and I ne- needed to go on a date with you. <laughs> I wanted to go on a date with you too. But um, at the time I was seeing uh, like a 10-year partner. And so it was very exploratory and there were, my intention was never to like mm. – fall in love and get married and do all of that stuff. It was like, let's let's go on a date and play. And so Stevie, this was all her encouragement, I think. It was like, we're going to take this person on a date at the same time. We're all going to go out. We went to James Bar, which yeah. is probably our most hipster bar in Missoula. <laughs> and you brought another woman. Yeah, and I brought Becca. Yeah, who was definitely not there to date one of your other dates. No. (laughs) She was just there to support you in the awkwardness that had become your weekend. And Yeah, I think I called her like 30 minutes before I was supposed to come meet you guys. Yeah, you did a great job. We all had uh, a nice time. And then did we go out after that to do karaoke or was that a following? Yeah, we went to the VFW for karaoke. Afterward. Yeah. And yeah, you know, yeah, pretty much walk straight there. And then you had another girl came, and then like your partner came, and it was just got kind of so. This weird. is how yes, the weirdness yeah. of Lindsay Doe on Tinder is that <laughs> I go Stevie, let's just invite all the people we've matched with to the same place. Right? Yeah. <laughs> just, just to, like have everybody come, and then if we don't match with them, someone will match with them, and everyone will get laid tonight. <laughs> and Stevie being. Uh, as cool as she is, it's like, yeah. So we all did karaoke. Yeah. And, and then. Yeah, Becca and I left kind of early. Yeah. But that's okay. I'm like, oh my gosh, Amy, Amy doesn't like us. Oh my God. <laughs> is that what you thought? Oh. Oh my gosh, she left. She thinks we're so weird. We are so <laughs> weird. Okay. But it was fun. And yeah. then you and I went rafting. Uh-huh. And I tried again. I was like, okay, okay, we're going to go on this like super romantic rafting trip. And this woman has made me, what did you, you brought me something. You brought me applesauce, homemade applesauce. Oh, yeah. And you gave me cider. I brought you cider and Fair a cider. flower. Oh, that's Amy, right. I like, I, I yeah. tried so hard. <laughs> you <laughs> did great. And I did not, not pick up. natural at all. <laughs> like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I think I would have picked up more on it if you didn't have a partner like going on at the same time, you know, like that to me meant that you were just wanting to be friends. So I wasn't sure, like I knew you liked me, but I didn't know what you were hoping for or like, you know, just in for. I didn't know either. Well, I think that (laughs) I'm really heterosexual Mm -hmm. and I want not to be. (laughs) <laughs> but I can't figure I get it that. out. I can't, you know, you can't choose. You can't control it. And yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm doing. 
So can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course. Have you dated women since? No. Anybody else? No. No? Okay. You're my one and only lady date. <laughs> Amy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> is that because it's just like the standard is here, but no. <laughs> Yeah, <kidding>. exactly. <laughs> no, we, we all talk about, well, because I've introduced you to friends mm-hmm. and my current partner was seeing one of your friends like mm-hmm. people in our circles know each other yeah and everyone thinks that you're rad i'm like yeah he's so <laughs> rad but i um i don't know i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> yeah oh good i like your story thanks was that a good bucket list hit like to scratch off yeah it was the best yeah i went so i went on three dates you were the first mm-hmm. and it was wonderful i came home and i told my partner i was like She's so wonderful. I just want to marry her. Like, I don't know if we could ever have sex. I just want to marry her. <laughs> She's awesome. Um, and then I went on a, I know, right? Because there was no indication of this. You would have no idea how wonderful I thought you were because I'm a, a goose. Okay. So then I went on a date with a guy who I'd seen around town a lot, but we had never heard each other's stories. Yeah. And he was a mess. So that was fun to tell him on the date. There will be no second date with you, sir. And then... So you were super clear with him? Or you felt clear? Yeah. Okay, cool. The dudes, Uh, I have no... They're easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The third date was with um, my current partner. Mm -hmm. He took me on a picnic, which kind of sealed the deal, because that's what I've always wanted to do. You kind of took me on a picnic on the boat. And uh, yeah, then I, I fell hard. And fast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it worked out really well. Yeah. That was quick. Yeah, it was. It wasn't supposed to be like that. I, I wasn't even planning on ending my 10-year thing, but mm-hmm. whoosh. Yeah. Okay. So can you tell me how to flirt? How to flirt with, with who? With <laughs> with women specifically. So um, I do want to give a shout out to the people who support this channel. There are many, many of them, but in particular, Ben, Donna, Paul and the Millers, they are bosses, and this is for them, this flirting lesson from my friend Amy. Um, please teach me how to flirt. <laughs> well, can I ask, <laughs> what do you, how do you, how would you think you should flirt with a woman? Like With a woman? I yeah. have no idea. No. Well, that's not true. I could tell a man how to flirt with a woman. Okay. But I don't know how. What would me. you tell him? Because I, I think it would probably be so similar because we're just not used to initiating flirting mm-hmm. we're more of the re- recipient so to ch- like switch that in your head and think like i need to have this confidence i need to be able to approach someone it's scary and it's something that we don't grow up learning or being exposed to you know there's no like get started at this as a little as a little boy where you'd you know, bring a flower to a girl or start with cards. I tried. Like, I yeah, we don't we don't have those like baby <laughs> steps, and then all of a sudden you find yourself attracted to women, and it's like, oh my gosh, like where do I begin? You know, like I guess I would think about what I would like and what I would appreciate. What would start a conversation with me? But yeah, from like baby steps on, because yeah, it's 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 different because <laughs> you're not used to ever having to do it. You know. But I do feel like I am a seeker in a lot of my relationships with men. Mm-hmm. That I am often the one. Oh, that you pursuing. initiate? Yeah. Okay. 
but I have more confidence there. I can read them better. Yeah. Or at least I think I can. So the steps that I have talked about on this Explanations YouTube channel even are that there is eye contact, which can either be long, longer than you would anyone else in the room so that they know you are interested in them Mm -hmm. or repetitious so that you're building up a quantity of time that is larger than you're looking at anyone else. Mm -hmm. Then there's an approach which you would want to do within 30 seconds so you don't lose your nerves and then talk where you ideally say something like, how's your night going? Are you having fun? Really casual, simple, Mm -hmm. no necessity for obnoxious pickup lines, though I I do love cheese. And then (laughs) um, there is what comes after talk, approach, talk, touch, which is usually initiated by a female in all the heterosexual research. Mm -hmm. And we don't have research on same-sex flirting, at least not to the degree that it's published in a place I've seen it. And then there is, I think swivel and turn comes first, actually, where you start to turn your bodies so that they are facing one another and you're kind of displaying non-verbally that you are trying this exclusionary thing. Uh And then there's synchronization where you do the same behaviors at the same time. So you take a drink of your beverage at the same time or you look at the band at the same time. Wow. Yeah, there's a calculated thing. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound too much different. But I don't know what I'm doing. Um, or it doesn't feel like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Maybe that's intention. Have you tried flirting with other women? Um, no. There have been women, friends of mine, I love. And so there will be a lot of sexual energy that gets moved around. Yeah. But never anything where I don't know the person and... I have to start from yeah. the beginning in a romantic or sexual sense. Sure. Well, if you give some examples from my experience and from talking with other friends, and because um, I didn't come out till I was 33, so I missed a lot of the growing phase of like if I came out in after high school or something and went through college and um, my 20s as a as a lesbian. So. When I came out, I felt like I missed all that. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to really get back into partying and going out and um, clubbing. You know, I'd head out to the city and where you could actually find concentrated like groups of women in an actual (laughs) gay bar. Because it's so hard to find, you know, around here. We don't have that sort of um, community that I'm plugged into as much. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think being maybe older, I brought a little more of a sense of confidence to to it anyways, Mm -hmm. you know, just from excitement and, um, interest and, you know, just like that, you could hear probably the word like baby gay, you know, just ready for anything. Everybody's gay, you know, they all want (laughs) to hang out with me and, um, it's not really that way. (laughs) You learn shortly. And when you're in like a club scene, women, we travel in packs so frequently Mm -hmm. that it can be kind of scary. Like you'd see somebody that you'd want to go and talk to, but she's like surrounded by all her friends dancing in a circle. So that's difficult. Like, how do I, how do I catch her attention or, um, like break in there? And it's a whole different kind of person that can just like bust in and say hi versus you maybe hang back and wait for them to like go get a drink or something and then just kind of like nudge up next to her and you know say something cheesy like you know like you said how's how's your night going or something quick in passing like uh I think my friend 
my ex-girlfriend Laura once said to this girl as we were leaving a bar, she's like, nobody tells you this tonight. You you, you look beautiful, you know. Like, it's just something super cheesy but oh. really flattering is a great way to start. Or um, less success asking women if they want to go dance versus like, hey, you want to like grab a drink? Because they're usually with their group and so they don't want to leave them. But if they're already over getting a drink, you know, or something – there's just a pack mentality that we use for like defense, uh-huh. I think, against men, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, because, yeah. you know, guys want to get to know you and they want to talk to you. But we're also like, I just want to hang out with my friends and mm-hmm. I'm not quite ready yet to mess around with anybody. And uh, it's not too dissimilar with women. Uh, we do. I think we have a hard time of feeling confident about it. And so a lot of women do like drink and get um just overly intoxicated when they're younger and unsure about dating and how to flirt because we have no idea how to do it. And so we just really need that liquid courage, which isn't unusual for men and women. Yeah. But um, the like the when you're younger, there's just, I think, a ton more drinking just to like loosen things up because everybody's so unsure about who's gay, who's not, who's like thinking about it. Um, it's a tumultuous time when it's like that early coming out stage because everybody's just figuring out where they fit in and fear of judgment from who you're going to talk to, um, like what what your peers are going to think if you're out and they're not. And, you know, it's it's just a, it's very fear-based. So we, I think, use like alcohol a lot to get through that, mm-hmm. through those barriers. And then as you get older, I think you tend to get a little more confident about it. Um but at the end of the day, it's still difficult to go up to anybody and just start flirting, you know. It's it's easier, I'd say, in a gay bar because you're hoping that that person, you're kind of expecting them to be yeah. also interested in women. But if you're just out in the street, you know, it's very difficult to tell. But I don't think your approach is too much different from the like the semi-formula that you mentioned, (laughs) (laughs) which has some good points. I was like, yeah, I remember the turning in the chair thing and the, you know, the, the, you know, the touch thing could be either way. Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't really have like, you know, she's supposed to buy me a drink or do the invitation. There's a lot more fluid flow between roles and what happens. And, uh, you know, and, and everybody's nervous that nobody knows what they're doing. That's the thing to keep in mind when you're flirting with someone is they have no idea what they're doing. Neither do you. <laughs> no, but I think you do know what you're doing. Me? And me more than you do more so than me. Um, Maybe just I think I came into everything like dating with a pretty high level of confidence, mm-hmm. which helped a lot. Not like conceited or anything, yeah. but to where... I felt good about myself, good about where I was at and where I was going. And I just wanted to have fun, you know, and and approaching it without any kind of expectations or I think that helped me a lot with getting into dating and meeting people and and I'd done it for my job all the time, you know, I'd be in front of people and networking all the time, so it just came more naturally to me. I don't know. <laughs> but you think the same about me. I yeah. I wonder too though if part of it wasn't that we were also sitting with Stevie who's younger and stunning and mm-hmm. like has her shit together and knows how to eat pussy and all this stuff like right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, totally. Um, I'm just 
gonna sit here and watch the two of yeah. you flirt. But the same at the same thing, like I enjoyed, you know, meeting Stevie, I was like, as much experience as she has about it and you know, being gay and being with women, she still has the same like nervousness to her. I noticed anyway, and I feel Aww. like I did too. So, you know, it's it everybody I think any woman kinda is a little nervous at first and then we always are, even in our relationships. We're like, are you okay? Like, is everything all right? You know, we're always checking in because we're women and we're super, um, we have like this, is it empathic yeah. feel for each other? Yeah. And so when things are not at the normal level, we'll freak out and be like, oh my God, why is she upset? Yeah. And where she's fine. Like women, we go, we're, we're up and down all the time, right? Mm -hmm. But we'll just be so worried that something's wrong or something wrong with your relationship. Like right off the bat, we, we go to like, is it me? What's wrong? <laughs> when <laughs> it's not, there's no problem. You just need to have like step back, have a dude approach where like, she's going to be fine. She's my girl. Like we're good. You know, she just needs a day to get over it or to, you know, to work through some stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So it can be how? so intertwined that we get to, sensitive to these tiny minute emotional changes and mm. i think that affects like flirting and um, our communication with each other but yeah <laughs> so how do you know when someone is flirting with you or not oh man uh clearly i still get confused <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe i didn't know what i was doing so i just didn't who knows no you did great flirting oh, my gosh yeah um how do you know it's when they kind of give you their undivided attention where Aww. they really seem like they're interested in like learning more about you or being a part of your evening or your um, experience wherever you're at. I think that shows a lot of um, that just like flirting or interest. Yeah. And then, you know, little little sweet gifts that aren't um, like a card I bought at the store like yesterday, but just like little things yeah. that are uh, like food and yeah cards are awesome too but like just just these little <laughs> gestures you know that are stand out like I was clearly thinking about you all day right mm -hmm. before we met up so that's a sure sign of interest I would say just like straight up flirting you know probably like you said the eye contact um physical like proximity and um smiling and kind of joking around with each other beyond like What'd you get to drink? All right, sweet. Like, talk to you later. See you on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. I will say when I've been out though, um, especially in in the city and in gay bars, where all of a sudden like some uh, like a girl will be super duper easy to dance with and like hang out with, like way over the top. Like this is this girl's like cool, but man, she's like super into it and everything. And all um, turns out she's got like a guy. <laughs> And they're they're looking to hook up for a threesome. It's <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And that's not your thing. Um, no, it hasn't been. No. <laughs> so when when it is super easy, you find that it's because they're they want a unicorn. Um, I don't know, just a couple instances, you know. It it depends. I'd probably retract that completely, but it's Well, um, that can be your experience. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite <laughs> memory of flirting? Probably there was one time when I was out in Denver at Trax and they have a monthly women's party. What's Trax? It's a club near downtown Denver. Okay. It's huge. They have a bunch of different dance floors and um, 
I was just feeling super stoked that day and was around with some friends and just like walking around, dancing with everybody, all kinds of stuff. And there was this one girl that uh, looked like Abby Wambach. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know if you know who that is. She's a very famous women's soccer player who's gay. And uh, she just married, um, what's her name? Glennon Doyle, who's a writer for Oprah. I don't know. She's she's a big time writer, anyways. But I was like, man, that girl looks like Abby Wambach. So I just went over and started flirting with her and like making out with her. <laughs> yeah, this was actually this was Pride weekend. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I didn't even catch her name. It was bad. <laughs> and then we kind of like hung out for a little while and then split up and just kept hanging out. And then I've had, I'm sure everybody gets crazy experiences, but at that same bar. I had a a girl come up to me and be like, my friends totally dared me that you wouldn't kiss me. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, like, my friends right. have used that. <laughs> yeah. My friends tell me that there's no way you could get, I could get you to kiss me. And I was like, all right, I'll play this. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So manipulative and exciting. Yeah, it was fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I think if you just go in and try to have fun and don't take yourself too seriously when you flirt, Mm -hmm. that's a great approach. Like you really have nothing to lose. And that's something I think men learn too if, uh, you know, if they're out enough and they're um, trying to meet somebody and they know it's difficult. Like girls are hard to flirt with, like, you know, and we, we go in packs and... Um, it's a tough to crack that egg. And then they just, the best is when you go in and you just have nothing to lose and, um, just start up a conversation and who knows what'll happen. And don't be worried if you're rejected or they're like, happen to be right next to their girlfriend <laughs> who's all of a sudden like possessively putting her arm around her girlfriend. And <laughs> cause you don't know, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's different cause you don't have couples walking in male and female. Yeah. With with women, you're like I don't, I don't know who's with who, until you like have that. This is mine. That arm around. Um, I'd say just make a little bit of eye contact. Try and catch them when they're in a comfortable space. They don't they don't look like they're trying to like huddle away from people. You know, catch them when they're walking to the bar um, to go dance and just go up and say, Hey, how's it going? You know, how's your night? And you want to grab a drink with me or you know compliment something. As cliche as it is, like women, we love to be complimented, (laughs) (laughs) especially from another woman, even if she's not gay. Like Mm -hmm. if you see somebody on the street or like a friend who just looks great or is, you know, beaming or anything, even if they're not, like it's so great to get a compliment from a woman to woman. So you never know. Yeah. Okay. So this brings up two questions. One. Okay. What is flirting like outside the bar? And two, how do you know whether or not the person is being nice or they're trying oh, to get in your pants? That's really difficult. That's when you wish your gaydar was tuned. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because there'll be, you know, you could say how somebody looks like if they're typical lesbian looking, whatever mm-hmm. that might be or not. Like it's it's very difficult to tell. A lot of times we end up kind of like asking around and being like so does that girl have a girlfriend or like or you just ask somebody yeah you could come up to somebody and be like man I bet you have like five boyfriends you know and hopefully she'll say no I don't date men (laughs) (laughs) hopefully she'll say (laughs) 
<laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, or you just ask, like, if you strike up a conversation with somebody that you met, not at the bar, could be at the park, could be um, through a work event, and just start talking to them a little bit about their life and be like, oh, like, do you have a partner or anything like that? And um, that can help clue you into, especially I think gay people will say, like, if they're talking to another woman, like mm-hmm. I would be more inclined to say like, no, I don't have a girlfriend right now. Instead of saying, no, I don't have a boyfriend right now. That's a really great hint and clue to give um, someone who's trying to flirt with you. It's well, just, cause then they know what yeah, you're after. Yeah. 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 With, without being like over the top, like I'm super gay. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> There's no secret handshake yet. Unless Stevie knows of one. <laughs> Maybe she'll make one. Yeah. <laughs> she has people all over the world making the fisting hand. And then they'll the where like to fist someone where oh, you yeah. push your fingers together and uh-huh. <laughs> kind of like if you were trying to fit all your tiny fingers into a drain. Um <laughs> yeah. And then people will send her photographs. So I don't know how you could do that as a handshake, but ah. there's science. That's a start. Jeff Stevie. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing is, what's so tricky about it is that I don't think that there is a way to look your sexual orientation, but people really try to implement things so that they can flag and say, mm-hmm. you know, pick me. I I am what you are looking for. Yeah. But then it hits mainstream's <clears throat> culture. So I was in where was I? Boston, and I had dinner with someone who said that the the nail polish, if you have it on one nail, uh-huh. that's different from the rest, or it's only that one nail painted and the rest aren't because you like fingering vaginas, oh. um, that is a way to signal. Yeah. But then you have straight women picking that up, bisexual women picking, you know, so mm-hmm. then it's harder to know who is into what. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you'll get the, the eye contact, sometimes a longer look with a woman, mm-hmm. you know. You can kind of tell if she's checking you out or anything like that. Um, if she's a if if you're someone that sleeps a lot with women, we do tend to have really short fingernails. It's true, so keep an eye out for that. <laughs> I do, and I try to keep my fingernails short because I'm I want to like signal, look, 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 like I don't know what I'm doing, but I yeah. I look at my short fingernails. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, you're making it hard on us, Lindsay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Short fingernails. Anything else? Oh, man. You can't gauge anything by clothing or look at all. It's a tough game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Other, like, not really any, like, indicators other than really just talking to the person, you know? Mm-hmm. I wish I could say that it was as easy as just like make eye contact and there was like a double wink or something and then it's on and then you're on but uh, we're, we're not there yet you can make up something should, and should i start Time? it whatever you want it to be <laughs> this audience will turn it into a thing and okay. we'll, we'll call it an amy yes i'll make a poll and everybody vote yeah or you can just declare it <laughs> maybe not the fisting hand i don't know <laughs> Stevie's already got that one, so. <laughs> Does that come in from the side or like from 
above. It's how you below. hand the person the, the, the tiny flower. You, oh, <laughs> you do it with the fisting hand. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> or here's your here's your drink. <laughs> the tiny fisting. From like the you're holding the bottom of a wine glass. Like here. <laughs> Look how well it could fit. <laughs> It's oh a good my gosh. Start. <laughs> yeah. Do you think about things like that? Like when you are deciding whether or not to flirt with them, are you looking at them like, oh, that person does have their fingernails clipped, or they do have tiny hands, or they have lovely <laughs> <Tiny> breasts? Hand. <laughs> <laughs> they have tiny hands, hands and lovely breasts. Yeah. No, you totally, you, I totally suss people out or suss women out. Like, does she look at all gay? Is she looking at me extra? Do I look gay? <laughs> um, check the fingernails. Um, is she wearing a backwards ball cap? <laughs> yeah, that is very much a thing. That's a big one. Um, yeah, there's you try. Yeah, there's a few things, and then if maybe you're maybe there's like five things, and you're up to like two out of five, just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Because <laughs> I've never met a woman who like got hit on by another woman and mm-hmm. just was like upset about it you know and that's the thing like you don't you don't I would never feel attacked if another woman just came up and flirted with me even if I wasn't gay like it'd just be like that's actually really flattering that she Aww. thought I was nice looking or interesting to come talk to you so and that's something where your fear is you could probably allay quite a bit because that it's not as intrusive when it's not a man so you're maybe like minding your own business and just driving down the road and somebody like a guy like just like roll down your window and wants to make some cheesy comment to you. Mm. Whereas if it's a girl, it's not like you don't walk, you don't come away with it with any kind of icky feeling. It was just like, oh, that was really sweet. Like she, you know, noticed me and um, had the confidence to say something. And shit, I should have got her number. Like <laughs> <laughs> she seemed cool. <laughs> but you don't think. Okay, so I think you're saying if I am afraid of coming across as harassing a woman I try to flirt with, that I I don't need to worry about that because it can be flattering. But I think that whenever I feel sexualized, it doesn't matter who it is, Mm -hmm. that there's always a little bit of um, either putting up my guard or taking it down and having to negotiate that within myself to say, okay, this is is taking energy. Mm -hmm. And if that's happening a lot it doesn't matter what the person's gender is that person is going bombarded with messages that they're desirable in a way that they're actually okay with or not confused by what you mean so you feel that about that they're being bombarded or you're feeling bombarded i'm empathically feeling them getting bombarded because of my experience oh okay from both from men yeah okay yeah. From men and women. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many, so many different perspectives about it. I can't remember. I've heard another podcast about a gal who was asking questions of Australian men who would catcall and, like, smack people's booties. And to her, she, you know, she went up and actually talked with them a bunch about it. And to the guys, it was like, oh, they love it. Like, they love the attention. And, and uh, you know, they, they want to be... They want to be the one that stands out. Like you're the one in the group that I gave my attention to, and and no matter how how many times she reiterated that they women do not like that at all. There's like maybe point zero one percent of the population that actually does the mm-hmm. 
the men were like, no, that's, that's crazy. Like they love it. I know they love it. I've, I've seen their reaction and like, yeah, I don't know, buddy. Like they're reacting that way. Cause they're kind of scared of you. Yeah. You know? No. Like Cause you, we're raised from a young age to yeah. like laugh it off so that they don't hurt you. Yeah. But I've, I've never had an instance where I got hit on or, or for me that I, uh, felt uncomfortable, but I hope that nobody else would have felt that from me, you know, but it's hard to say unless you really take a minute and get their reaction. I yeah. Guess. You know, cause we, we're always going to react positively for the most part, unless you're very aggressive and rude. And then, you know, we turn on our claws and actually stand up for ourselves, but our initial reaction is tends to be pretty passive, right? I don't know. Depends. I think it was Stevie actually, who said that it's about your intention so or your expectations. So if you flirt with someone or give them a compliment mm-hmm. without expecting them to then give you something in return, mm-hmm. then it's harmless. But if you go into that with the expectation that they have to behave in a certain way because you did that, that is harmful. That is aggressive. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. It's a good point. So maybe we just have lower expectations. Yeah. Or you do, right? That you're going in and flirting and not expecting them Oh, to. yeah. I have zero expectation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. All I really want if I flirt with anybody is that they, you know, found my joke slightly funny or... It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. about it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do if you're flirting with someone and it's not going anywhere? Um, I think you, you just tend to, like, split up and... Make space. It just dissolves on its own. I think so. What if they're super into it, but you're not? Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess you could uh, maybe would turn a little bit like cold shouldery, which is sounds really rude, but it's probably the same response I would give to a guy mm-hmm. that is not catching on to my signals. Yeah. Swivel and turn away. Yeah, I would swivel several times and... <laughs> <laughs> swivel out the door <laughs> yeah and if it goes well <clears throat> if it goes a, well yeah do you have a certain timeline in terms of like when it becomes sexual and uh, how to negotiate that no I don't have a lot of experience with like one night stand kind of stuff so I'd usually just get somebody's phone number you know mm-hmm. if it seemed like we clicked and uh but totally case by case like because you could, I think, or so like trusting, I could spend a whole night with somebody that I just met, you know, just hanging out, but not go anywhere with it and then be like, this wasn't good or this was great. Like, I feel like we clicked and then get their number and hang out again. Yeah, you can, it's just the same kind of feel I think that you would get with, or when I've flirted with men or anything like that, that you, you can kind of feel right about it or not. And I don't think there's a, like a, a written book of the way that you respond or react in the moment i don't know this many dates and then you can hold hands yeah before 9 p.m i can't tell you those are secret rules (laughs) (laughs) you have to you have to commit Lindsay. no yeah there's it's all i mean nobody knows what they're doing i love that you think that (laughs) it's very inspiring really yeah i've never met anybody that really knew what they were doing which is the best part about it because I don't know what I'm doing, you know. And I have an idea of like what I find to be a good way to flirt with somebody or how they would flirt with me. And um, I don't know where that comes from. 
just from my experience and what I've enjoyed and put out there. I've just never been afraid of it unless I wasn't in like a confident space. Mm. Those are the times when I'll go out and I won't really want to talk to or really feel comfortable Mm -hmm. sparking up a conversation. It takes a lot of guts like just to randomly hit on a girl. But because I feel inspired, I totally want to. Yeah. Like, oh, Frontier has really (laughs) cheap tickets to Denver. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Go to this place. Yeah. And Pride is coming up. A nice drink and just, you know, dress all fancy in. (laughs) I can see this now. (laughs) Because I probably did the same thing. You're like, you show up. Okay, I don't know what to do. I'm going to go in. I'm kind of shy, looking around like there's all these girls everywhere. Do they notice me? And then you go in and you get a drink and you kind of sit by the bar and you just like look around and you're like, hmm, who am I attracted to? (laughs) And just pick somebody out. You ever have somebody like go out with a friend and be like, you go have to go hit on that guy. No, why didn't I ever get to play that game? You've never played that game? No. Jeez. You can do the same thing with girls. Like, Bring a friend and just like, okay, you have to do this like once tonight. I'm going to pick somebody out that you just have to go talk to. And no matter what happens, like you did it. Like it's a huge accomplishment. And maybe you made a whole new bunch of friends to go have brunch with tomorrow or, you know, found a date. That's it. It's a great way to um, challenge each other to meet people. See, now the audience knows why I think you're so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because of that idea? <laughs> Amy is really cool. What? Yeah. Huh? You are. You're very cool. Well, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I, but see, when you tell the story about going to Denver, I think I'm going to go in and then I just want them to come and get me. Yeah. Like, it doesn't just work like that. take right. my hand or flock or like decide for me who I make out with. That's what I want. Well, you could be very obvious and wear like signs and things. And, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Because probably not when you walk into a gay bar are the women just going to, like, come hang out. Unless it's later in the night when we're pretty lit, you know, like, 1.30. Mm-hmm. Your chances are better. Okay. We're just shy. Like, girls are shy. We really are. I don't feel shy when it comes to guys, though. Yeah. No. But when did you stop feeling shy? With guys? With men, yeah. I, I mean, I've been doing it since I was 12. Yeah. So... It's. I wouldn't be able to tell you when I didn't know. I was, guys were um, hitting on me, mm-hmm. boys my age, when I was very young. And so I knew that I had a certain amount of power, which built a certain amount of confidence. Oh. And then I could choose from those guys who I wanted to be with and then just went from there. Yeah. So you had it easy. You're like, I'm going to oh, pick this card. Oh, super easy. Yeah. But lots of failing forward. What do you mean? You know, if you don't date, if you don't flirt, then you don't have yeah. the pain of breakup and you don't have the pain of rejection. And so there's also been a lot of that. But um, yeah. experience for sure, yeah. just not with women. I think I, I think I could. If I was, I don't know, maybe ovulating and wearing this H&M outfit that Stevie dressed me up in. Did you see pictures of it at all? Uh-uh. It's ridiculous. I think they were pleather black pants <laughs> with that were tight, um, black boots, and 
one of those loose tank tops yeah. with big open armpit holes oh, so you could see like side a, boob. And it was like a sports bra kind There of was idea. no bra. There, no. Oh, wow. It was full on side boob. In Missoula? In Missoula. Well, I didn't leave the store. <laughs> she just played dress up with me. And oh, then wait. I, hold on. Now, this didn't even actually happen in real life, like where you wore this out? No. There's no place to wear this. And I had a, uh, I think she put a gray beanie on me. We got to take you to the city. Yeah. Well, that's what she said. If I went to LA, it would be so on. But here, I would look like a duck. (laughs) So I'm just saying. A pleather duck. (laughs) If I had that outfit and I was in Denver uh, while I was ovulating, then maybe I would have the confidence to go make out with whomever said yes. Ovulating is not one of my five like signals that I can notice that you're gay. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to (laughs) work. Yeah. Yeah. You go. Okay. Take you to the bar. Have you gone to LA to visit Stevie yet and go out with her? No, but I go to LA. See, but the problem is you already feel like you're mostly heterosexual, right? Like, yes, that is. So then the you're problem. just then you're just hurting some girl for science. I'm hurting myself. <laughs> I can't. Oh, if I could choose, trust me. Yeah, yeah, but I can't. I I really believe you can't. Though, um, behavior wise, <clears throat> I can behave in certain ways. That's in my control. With women, yeah. For my, I don't know if you know this. For my masters. I did my thesis on first sexual intercourse experiences, mm-hmm. and I took away from that that if a, per, a woman could have their first sexual intercourse experience with a woman, then her relationship to her sexuality would be more positive. If she ended up with men or women or whomever, she yeah. would just have a better relationship with sexuality and her body, et cetera. Yeah. And my professors are both lesbians, and one of them said, you can't choose your sexual orientation, I said, oh, I know, I know. You mm-hmm. can't choose it. But I'm saying if we could just get young people or, you know, at whatever age you want to start having sex, mm-hmm. to have sex with women first as women, yeah. then all of their experiences from there forward will be more positive. So does that include, like, education-wise of, like, how to be with a woman? This is what women need in, in bed and deserve and... And what works for them? Oh, I so want you to teach a workshop right now. On on how to please a woman? Yeah, mandatory for all all high school seniors. Yeah. Go to this sexual finesse workshop that Amy is putting on on how to pleasure women. Yeah. Oh, so dreamy. Yeah. I, I I think that's a good point, but I also know that there's so many sweet like loving men out there that are very sex positive and help um women have a great first experience and maybe the unfortunately the statistics aren't probably in that in that column as much as they should be but Mm -hmm. um yeah i would you know i don't think i I agree you know it'd be great if if we could learn more about our sexuality in general from each other than from what we learn at school or on TV or things like that because it I feel bad for men that they don't learn as much about what women need yeah you know I think it it's a detriment to them too because they want to have a great sex life with women and they're taught a small measure of what would actually help them have a great sex life and not I'm generalizing of course but um yeah just they could be so much better all across the board like in the work that you're doing 
Yeah, yeah. we'll have guys come to your class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a very strange. Uh, I, I did actually think about like, man, I should throw a workshop for men on like who are just like struggling. How do I please my 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 partner? Like, and just give them a few little key things that you know that there's not like even for women too. Like, there's just so much more out there, and that they're just scared of trying and doing because it's they feel immoral or. Um, it hurts their ego. Like there should be ego in sex, right? But mm. there is, and it's just a few little things you could adjust about how you approach having sex that would help the whole society. Please <laughs> do it, Amy. Please. Yeah. Please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and you're a really amazing teacher. When we went, well, I don't know what you call it. Did we call it rafting? Yeah. Yeah. It took you fishing, but I didn't get you into fish. <sighs> That's not we didn't you. we didn't That's try me. very hard, but <laughs> so you taught me how to fly fish to a degree, right? Because it was a first time thing, and you're such a great, gentle, patient teacher, and I can only imagine what that would be like if you're like, okay, here is how to please a woman. Oh my <laughs> god! Can I use my radio voice? It's <laughs> 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 the first time. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that sounds wonderful. I'll advertise for you. All right. Yeah. Yes. And the <laughs> Missoula Public Library has free space that you can use. So. Oh my gosh. You can imagine my crowd. Mm-hmm. So good. Have you, right. have you been doing workshops around? No. No. I, I used to do them it. all the time, but I haven't lately. Yeah. I did a bunch in um, Knoxville, Tennessee. I did a pegging workshop mm-hmm. and I did a, they called it a Sucking D and licking V, mm-hmm. or licking P workshop. Lots of them there. Yeah. It's fun to do. But it's been a while. We could tag team it too if you want, but I don't want to take away from your spotlight. <laughs> so you just let me know. Well, did I answer all your flirting questions? You did. Want to do kegels? Names, please. Do we just sit here silently? <laughs> you can. I can count them. Are you ready? Callie's going to do them. Callie's too. ready. Yeah, Cal- Callie. <laughs> Callie gets to do them multiple times because she listens to the episode to edit it. Maybe uh, she gets to do them then too. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Cut out all my burps and my. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Swallowing. Okay. Do you have a suggestion on how we do them? No, I want. I. Ugh, please. Please. Okay. I trust your. Experience? Sure. <laughs> okay. All right. So here's what I'm thinking. We'll start by feeling as if the pelvic floor, so all those pubic coccygees, coccygees, oh, your PCs, those ones, are in your feet, and then we'll work them up, and I'll just name body parts, and then you can pull basically your vagina or whatever genitals you have all the way up into your head. All right. Like I've never done you, this before. You uncross your legs. And yeah. God, I'll well, I okay. used to do sports. I sport, you know, I'm a sporty girl, so yeah, okay. So just tell me what to do. We're going to exercise. Here, ready? <laughs> okay. So with each body part I list, you're going to clench and then move your pelvic flooring up with each new clench, higher and higher and higher. Okay. Um, and probably not literally, but feeling like it's raising up. Okay. Okay. So right now my pelvic floor is at my feet? Sure. Let's pretend. 
Okay. Your pelvic floor is at your feet. It's all <laughs> loosey-goosey. Your vagina's on the floor. Mm. What if you feel like you have to pee? Am I doing it wrong? No. <laughs> I mean, I think you're doing it right. Because if you don't pee, then you're clenching your, your PCs. Okay. Pubococcygeus muscles. Pubal? Yeah. Pubo. Okay. Feet. Calves. Knees. Thighs. Hips. Navel. Elbows, lower rib cage, nipples, shoulders, neck, chin, nose, eyes, top of the head. Ta-da. That's it. I did it? I don't I know. No I, no <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I've never understood Kegel action. I need to do more research on that. Me too. Me too. I need to do something too. <laughs> Well, we'll all be better if we stay curious and learn how to actually do them and not just how Lindsay instructs us. It's fun. Okay, so the last thing we do is extra credit. A little homework so you don't forget it. Here's Dr. Dose's extra credit. Give an assignment to the audience that they can work on until next week. Okay. Do you have an assignment to give them? Um, well, I think they should play the the friend flirting game where... <laughs> You go out with a friend wherever, mm-hmm. and you pick somebody for your for your buddy to go talk to. It doesn't have to be flirting, okay? But just talk to you and start a conversation, and then you can switch. And you have to be somewhat kind to your friend, <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> yes, that was, that's my idea. Are you switching to flirt with the same person? Like a Stevie Lindsay style date. Where you just get tag team and you don't know what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's karaoke. Um, (laughs) Yeah, sure. See who wins. (laughs) That'll that'll strengthen any friendship. (laughs) Oh, so true. So ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so who won, Stevie or Lindsay? (laughs) Neither of us. You, I think you have. Uh, do you have a partner still? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So your partner won. Stevie yes. and I got to be ridiculous she and did. get the hell out of the way, <laughs> and you found someone who is deserving. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> good. We all found our people. We're all very happy. Yeah, you're and, shearing sheep, and yeah, <laughs> and she has farmer fever. It's like my sister. She met a farmer, and now she's all into farming. <laughs> oh goodness it's such a thing it's such a thing knows every baby on the on the ranch and like has names for every, all of them and then gets like plowed over by cows because she doesn't know what she's doing <laughs> oh <laughs> gosh <laughs> anyway. well she sounds cool she is cool yeah well but not a lesbian nope okay no no she's my adopted older sister who's covered in tattoos and was born in Korea oh. she's bad she sounds cooler bad. than me by far. Okay. Mm, <laughs> I mean, you're really cool. So that's, that's the standard high. Thanks for being on the podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Hope I was helpful to somebody out there. <laughs> yes, you're helpful to me. I get to acknowledge my awkwardness and imperfections and ability to do the best I can, but not know what I'm doing. Yeah, I had no clue. I have no clue what I'm doing. 
Excellent. <laughs> well, we're all in good company then. Thank you also to Complexly Cinema Studios and Count Boogie and Cora and Parle. I'm still learning. <laughs>